Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barfast Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we are doing a Q&A podcast. So we usually take three questions that people ask us in our Facebook group, Stronger Than a Boyfriend, or on the social meds, um, Instagram mostly, <clears throat> not really TikTok. I mean, we are on it, but ish. And you can also respond to our emails. So if you get our newsletter, you yeah. can hit reply and we'll get it. Cool. Okay. What's question number one? All right. Question number one. How do you come back to training after getting hard, hit hard with an illness like COVID? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I would need to know what getting hit hard means. Like, you know, were you sick for two weeks or more? Um, I, I guess it all it's all going to be pretty much the same answer. First and foremost, like, do not try to do what you were doing before you got sick, especially if it was a decently long period of time, which I feel like is probably over a week. I don't know. It's kind of subjective at that point and based off of how you feel. But if it was two weeks or more, then definitely you're going to want to lessen the intensity, lessen the volume. Um, And it it also depends on what type of training you're doing pre-sickness, as in are you just training two to four times a week to build muscle for general health? Or are you in a competitive sport like powerlifting, Olympic lifting, et cetera? Like either way, I would go back to your training at a very to low moderate intensity. So if you are a more competitive person, I would just go in and think about practicing the lifts. So maybe practicing your snatch and clean and jerk or your squat bench and deadlift if you're powerlifting. Even if you're just doing like a more general program, just practice the the basic, you know, foundational movements that you have versus trying to push the lows because you have to build back up and you have to just give your body a little bit of time to handle that, that, um, the stress that you're giving it from working out. Like your body's already trying to recover from the stress. Um, especially if it was a pretty bad sickness. So uh, definitely getting some movement in is going to be good. Like, you know, getting some general blood flow throughout your body, but you have to slowly build up your intensity, um, to, to, to where you were, to what you were hitting pre-COVID or whatever, the flu or whatever you got. So. Yeah, I think a little bit of movement goes a long way here, right? So we need to recover and let our body do what it's doing with recovery, but it helps to get blood flow and, and move around, like going on a walk. Yeah. Super good idea. So, so let's say like you were just doing three days a week of full body workouts and you had a lot of barbell lifts in there. So like barbell back squats, barbell deadlifts, bench press, rows, pull-ups, you know, etc. Maybe for the first couple of weeks, you're, you know, lowering, dropping the intensity to maybe just some goblet squats and some maybe like single leg toe touches or something um, for, you know, a hinge type movement and just some like light pulling, light pressing. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like if push-ups are easy for you, maybe this is the week you just kind to work on your push-ups or something like that um yeah so you yeah. can you can also use an rpe um and we talked about this i think last in our week last in our week, yeah. q a episode but you could just use an rpe for your training so okay i'm gonna do an rpe like six this week right yeah like meaning i'm gonna leave four reps in reserve i'm gonna you know not hit anything close to fatigue um, or close to max or anything like that so um, that's always good. And I mean, an RPE six now is going to be an R- a different than an RPE six when you were, you know, feeling really healthy. So just right. keep that in mind. The numbers are not going to matter. You're just getting some work in. Yeah. And if you try to push the intensity too quickly, you're going to burn out and probably get sick again. And that's what you want to avoid. Right. And I know probably most of the people that listen to this are, you know, those fitness enthusiasts. So you probably want to do too much all the time, but this is the time to definitely not like don't, I don't know if, you know, if you do cardio, structured cardio, if you don't, I would just scale it back if you do to more like walking, maybe like 10 minutes at a time, even, you know, it can be throughout the day, but I wouldn't try to push the cardio and the, the weight training and all this stuff at once. Like 
maybe even if you were doing like three to four workouts, maybe you just start with like one to two full body workouts. Like you're not going to lose a bunch of muscle. Like you're not going (sighs) to, the strength isn't going to go away forever. It will come back. Like just make sure that you're, you're fueling yourself. So you're, you're trying to focus on getting enough protein probably because you weren't eating enough when you were sick. So really hone in on the protein, make sure you're hydrating, get some electrolytes in you and just slowly try to ramp up your calories again while you're just practicing these movements and you'll be just fine. The strength will come back pretty quickly. So all right. Question number two. Question number two. Uh, <laughs> question number two. Are question we doing question number two? two? I think we are. Okay. Question number two. <laughs> How do I grow my glutes without also building my legs? Okay. I don't understand this question because why the fuck would you want to do that? <laughs> like, why would you not want to grow your legs? Okay. This is an there interesting question. I get that. Okay. I, I will say like, if you're, maybe you're a bodybuilder and you have like specific criteria that yeah, you need to hit. The judge gave some feedback. The judge was like, those legs are too big. Yeah, which sounds stupid. And I really <laughs> feel like maybe 0.03% of you are bodybuilders. So maybe if that's you, okay, yes. But if you're the majority, like I think you should always want to grow your legs because I feel like if you're thinking they're too big, they're probably not. <laughs> but the to address your question, the only exercise I, exercise I can think of would be hip thrust for this. Um, but you're also getting some hamstring engagement on the hip thrust yeah, too. Your legs work a little on that too. I mean, mine do. Yeah. I, feel, I so. feel it a little bit in my quads too, but seriously. Okay. If you're trying to just isolate one muscle group, like trying to grow it more, that's fine. But if you're just working the glutes or your main focus is just the glutes, but you're neglecting the other big muscle groups in your legs, you will create huge imbalances. Um, if you're not training all the muscles in your legs. So yeah. I yeah. Don't know. I think glute focus, like hip abduction and extension could work if you want to target the glutes without targeting the quads and hamstrings right so like your legs fairly straight and you're doing like abduction or extension like kickbacks things like that um uh but when i hear mostly women uh tell me that their legs get too big um it's usually this preconceived notion of what legs should look like because of thigh gaps and stupid shit in the media right like it's not their fault and although i don't understand not wanting big legs yeah it looks fucking awesome on anyone um i do think we need to take a step back and think about what having muscular legs actually means right muscle in the quad and hamstring means less knee pain better quality of life improved movement like big legs are amazing and the more muscle you build the more protective your knees and hips will be so I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I struggle with this question, too, because I'm like, why? Yeah. But- and I feel like because women mostly store most of their body fat, I should say, around the hips mm. and the legs, maybe they think, OK, growing them will make them even bigger. I promise you they won't look bigger. Muscle is way more dense. So it you can have more muscle, but it'll look like you take up less space, if that makes sense. Body fat, you look the more body fat a person has, the more space that they look like they take up. Right. I hope that makes sense. But I don't know. I just think it's it's all kind of this notion you have in your head. But also, like if you are trying to build that comes down to your diet. So you can you should still like Heather said, if you want to do more of an place, more of an emphasis on the glutes, one, you should still be hitting your touching your quads and hamstrings to at least maintain what you have. Mm -hmm. Again, I still don't know why you wouldn't want to grow them. But anywho, but yeah, more of your your training is going to have those more like hinge dominant movements or hip extension type movements. But also, like if you want to build something Building requires calories. You better be, first of all, you better be eating enough protein first and foremost. And please go back to the multitude of podcasts we already have within the 50 or so episodes on protein and how to calculate um, enough for you. But, and you also have to be in a caloric surplus, which most women hate to hear. They hate, oh, I have to eat more. I'm going to get fat. Like if you want to grow your ass, you better eat 
a lot of calories and the glutes are one of the, the, the bigger muscles in our body. So have to stimulate them a lot and you have to eat a lot. So it's going to take a lot to recover from that stimulation if your programming is on point. So yeah, I would say also like this is probably a frequency and intensity thing, right? Yeah. So like you're making, you want to make the focus of your training glutes if you really want to, you know, grow the glutes, right? So you're doing variations of hip thrust, hip abduction, extension, et cetera, while still doing squats and deadlifts and lunges and various things that do involve that knee flexion and extension, but you're going to hit your frequency and intensity harder on the glutes um, than what you're doing with the others. So you wouldn't just neglect the legs because you don't want them to get big. You would just focus more on the glutes. Yeah. So like squats, things like squats, in deadlifts well mostly squats i'm going to talk about here you are definitely gonna that's really gonna help to grow your ass <laughs> like is doing like full range of motion and and having some sort some sort of progressive overload within your squatting sessions that's gonna really help but you know like doing more of the accessory movements to focus on your glutes that's fine but as long as you're still doing you know main movements like your squats or a split squat variation like that's still going to directly right. contribute to growing your glutes. It's just, okay, if you want to get a little bit more volume with your accessory work, then yes, you can do that. But I wouldn't like neglect any quad or hamstring training right. or calf training or tibialis training, whatever. Yeah. Like, any program, if you ever find a program on the internet that, yeah. <laughs> that tells you. Why, to, why do you have a Southern accent when I you say know. on the internet? <laughs> She's from <laughs> Southern Indiana, y'all. Okay. So. So if you ever find a program on the internet okay. that tells you to, uh, you know, take away a specific muscle group or not, it doesn't include a specific muscle group, run far away. Yeah. Right. You just, should be hitting everything at some point. Yeah. Because you can't really, I feel like you, if you looked at your, if you had a picture in your mind of like, okay, the ass that you want, I feel like your, your quads and hamstrings would look pretty big and nice and full too. Like, I feel like no one wants like skinny legs and a big ass like that just they don't go together like your <laughs> your lower half of your body is just all gonna grow if you're doing it right so i think the wellness category in bodybuilding is like changing this a little bit like i think i don't know like i think can, it's it's supposed to be like bigger legs bigger butt like yeah it's i great, really it's still bodybuilding which... I, yeah i just don't recommend competing in bodybuilding yeah. nor do i recommend making the bodybuilder bodybuilders that you follow like the epitome of your aesthetic goals like it's fine to you know follow them for motivation or whatever but they're doing this for a living like they yeah. sleep eat and breathe all this shit like yeah so yeah, i just intense. be careful with who you're following and what you see and stop mm -hmm. just don't compare yourself to others but i do understand wanting a nice ass like everyone should strive for that and everyone likes looking at nice asses but <laughs> there are <laughs> there's a better way to do it than thinking okay i have to just train my glutes without training the rest of my legs because that's not how it works so yeah. all right cool uh are we already on question three yeah wow okay killing it today question three what is your opinion on drop sets Okay, let me explain what a drop set is. So it's an intensity technique where you basically do your normal set. And then once you do your prescribed reps, you choose the next lowest set of weights and go to failure. So, okay, let me do just give an example of this. So maybe you're doing bicep curls. Yep, I chose bicep curls um, for like eight to 10 reps. And maybe you're using 20 pounds. Um, and then, okay, you finish the eight to 10 reps. And then you immediately grab, you put the 20s down, you grab the the 15s. So the 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 two 15 pound dumbbells and immediately go into, you can't lift the weights anymore. So you're basically going to failure with the 15 pounds. Um, and it's basically just a way to get more fatigue out of said muscle group that you're trying to work. But like, just be very weary of putting these in your training program often because it's, it's a very intense uh, technique 
And I really think that it's more for the experienced lifter. Um, and in experience, I feel like experienced lifter is probably at least a year or more of training. So that's what I would define um, because you have some practice with all these movements. But in general, there's really no need to go to failure ever. I mean, every once in a while is fine. Um, but if you're going to utilize an intensity technique like drop sets, then you need, you need to make sure you're controlling for the volume elsewhere because the more intense you're pushing the weights, the less volume you need in order for your body to recover and adapt. And adapting is key, right? So if you keep the same volume and add even more intensity, you're going to burn out really quickly and just be caught in this train, recover uh, trap versus train, recover and adapt. So adapt means you're growing and getting stronger, which means you're making progress. So. Yeah, I think advanced techniques like drop sets, pyramids, cluster sets, all that stuff could totally be used sparingly once you have a solid base, like Katie said. Um, yeah, it's just adding them in when it's appropriate. And sometimes on occasion, training to failure may be on the menu. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about that. Whatever, in, but yeah, we've talked about that in the previous co- podcast. So you should go listen to it to hear our thoughts on it. Yes. Um, but it, it, like we said, it should be used infrequently, but it can it's beneficial sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, you always want that balance between intensity and recovery so we we push the intensity but still enough to recover for the next session or really you're just you know you're wasting that next session if not so and that typically means working at about an rp8 for a lot of our sessions or yeah maybe, maybe even lower so sometimes. that's basically choosing a weight where you feel like you have two reps left in the tank but yeah. i will say like if you are choosing a movement like bicep curls or lateral raises i don't think that's as quote-unquote intense oh, yeah. because like if you're doing this with squats like you maybe should do that for you maybe should do one set maybe two sets max but i can see if you're doing like bicep curls lateral raises more of the smaller isolation movements yeah you're getting a pump at that point (laughs) which it still is upping the intensity so you may need to cut the volume a little bit but not as much as if you're doing these one i never do these with deadlifts just please don't i feel like (laughs) everyone will fuck up their back but doing these with like squats or lunges or (laughs) You know the videos where people are like deadlifting and there's two people on each side. They pull a plate off. No, they're adding the plates. Keeps... Oh, yeah. I swear. It was Isn't a that drop the set. thing? Yeah, That's maybe still you're right. Stupid. Maybe it was adding plates. That's Either still way, really whatever. stupid to like do do a rep and then quickly I mean, add. Doing it for Instagram, but it's fine. well, of course they are. So yeah, it just again, it, it's the whole thing. Like, be careful with who you watch on Instagram as far as like, are you taking the things that you see from them and putting them into your programming? Be very weary of that. Yes. But it's fine to follow these people. Like sometimes they look like clowns and it's fun to watch, but, and they're doing like crazy cool shit, which is, you know, awesome. But if you're going to do these, I would probably just stick with more isolation movements, like, you know, bicep curls, lateral raises, something with the triceps, maybe like a machine for the lower Calf body. Raises. Calf raises. <laughs> if you don't want to walk the next day, like leg <laughs> extensions, if that's even in your program, but even like lunges, I feel like this would be kind of a little yeah. too much for, but yeah, compound movements. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be fried really quickly. So just yeah. be careful. Like, if, especially if you have been training for less than a year, I'm talking like strength training, following a program, progressive overload, all of that. You really don't need that because you're still in that kind of like newbie phase where you're going to be making a lot of gains. Oh, yeah. So please don't add in these intensity techniques. Yeah. A lot of these intensity techniques are used to overcome plateaus. Yeah. So like until you actually plateau, Pla- yeah. <laughs> there's really no right. reason and to throw anything like that in. Like how often do you use, you use them? never i never use them never i, I don't mean, think uh maybe like once a year i do something <laughs> interesting like fun yeah my i've been working with my coach for over three years now and we haven't done that once and granted like my goal isn't like bodybuilding per se although like building muscle is building the body but it's not like i'm trying to compete in a bodybuilding competition but also there are a lot of things i'm trying to get stronger at and this could be mm-hmm. a way to get stronger for a short period of time but we've never done that and it's just i don't yeah, it could be fun for like lateral yeah. raises. Yeah. <laughs> something, <laughs> something like Good that. Time. Yeah. But cool. Okay. 
All awesome. right. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Share this podcast <laughs> with your cool friends. Only the cool ones. Only the cool ones. Um, please leave us a review. It really helps to get oh, our yeah, little, that. little podcast in small business scene. And then join our Facebook group, Something Made a Boyfriend. And yeah, we have a cool community there. And we're going to have some cool things this year, 2023. Some very cool things. Bring it on, peeps. Yeah. All right. See you next time. All right. Peace out. Peace out.